are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. And we're from Locked On Steelers, Locked On Raiders. It's end of the week time. It's Friday. We're sending you out on a high note, as always. Q, it's always fun to do this show with you, my man. We get to send everyone into their weekend on a bang. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're not talking no foolishness. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you are. I see. What are you saying? I talk all the reality. You bring the foolishness, sir. You, sir. You got you're the jokester. You're the you're you're the trickster. You like to say crazy things. I try to work with you. I don't try to shut you down. But sometimes you just be tripping or you be capping as we will be getting. Hey, look, man, nobody believes any of that yin yang that you're talking, man. Everyone knows that I speak the truth. Oh, you're You're like an infomercial, man. You're that guy that's I'm an infomercial. Yeah, you're that guy. No, you are. You're that guy that says right now, if you get it, you can get two. You'll we'll throw in another one for free. And it's only 1995. (laughs) And you know then that it doesn't really work, but you still fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Billy Mays Hayes, man. I'll be selling everything. You're like but, blue blockers or something, man. You know, you know it don't work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, I don't know what you, you see these things, these these accusations. I hold my man up on a pedestal. I tell everyone, Q's my guy. He's my and here he's like, that's Chris Infomercial Carter. Right. I mean, you're flex tape. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're that guy. You're like Gorilla Glue. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's made for TV. But that's well, listen, listen. Made for TV. Gorilla Glue does work though. Oh, get out of here! Don't get me started on that. Get out of here. As as that as that young lady found out when she tried to put Gorilla Glue in her hair and she had to have it like chemically removed. Yeah, she didn't even have that much hair to begin with. <laughs> but that's why she was bald-headed, using it. Man, she was, was trying false. to get it to stay in place. She was bald headed. That was false. <laughs> she had a better fade than I did. <laughs> All right, we got to get to the NFL because we're just spazzing about everything on a Friday. But let's talk about some news here real quick. Two top corners in the same division right now are headed to being in in a holdout here with their teams. Many camps have wrapped up in the NFL, but Stephon Gilmore with the Patriots in a situation that's been long ongoing. It's been kind of, we've been kind of seeing this develop in slow motion. He got injured last year. There's been questions about, you know, what the long-term commitment to him is. The Patriots are in a state of flux because of uh, Tom Brady leaving. And now you got Mac Jones and Cam Newton. And I almost called them both Cam Jones as one person. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but you got that going on. And then in, in the other, one of the rising teams in the AFC East, the Dolphins, Xavier Howard is in a, is in like a holdout position. Q, what's your read on two of the best corners in the NFL doing this at the same time in the same division? Well, you know, I, I never like it when players sign a contract and then all of a sudden a year or two later, in the case of Xavier Howard, wants to hold out. With that being said, Xavier Howard's led the league in interceptions the last two years, and in 2020, he had 10 interceptions. I mean, that dude's a stud. And I'll tell you this, and you've covered the league long enough, you know, I don't understand that after the first year and a guy leads the league in, in interceptions, why a team keeps throwing at him. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do quarterbacks keep throwing his direction? He had 10 interceptions, and there was a stretch in 2020 where he had about five interceptions five weeks in a row, like boom, 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 boom. He was on a stretch. I mean, he was he was a killer, a cold-blooded killer. And the thing about it is, if I'm Xavier Howard and I look across the field at my running mate, Byron Jones, he's making more money than me. Yeah, I've had so many interceptions the last two seasons. I think Byron Jones in his career has one. You know what I mean? Like, he he has very minimal interceptions, and I'm just a, a turnover machine. I create all kinds of turnovers. I, at this point, I think Xavier Howard's 27 years old. I don't actually blame him for saying, hey, man, we need to go back to the table. At one point when he signed his contract, it was, I think it was a five-year, $75 million deal, he was the number one paid uh, defensive back in the league. Now he's down to, I believe, six. So when you're leading the league in interceptions a couple seasons in a row, I think that you have the right to go back and say, hey, man, I've outperformed my deal. And we all know if I don't live up to my deal, you'll cut me and move on from me and I won't get anything. So player, go get your money. That's that's it for me right there. People get mad at the players. We say, oh, you agreed to this contract. So did the team. And if he stinks, they cut him and he's out a ton of money. And, yep. or, you know, and, and then everyone's just like, oh, well, he stunk. So you got to go. It, it, it's that I'm right with you there, Q. You're not capping there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, Why you keep you're, saying cap or no cap? You act like we're going to play that later in the show or something. Maybe we will. I don't know, Q. Uh, but uh, but in all seriousness, but you're, you're not selling Gorilla Glue there. You're for real. This is <laughs> this is a serious situation where. For, for for years, for ever since since the NFL's been a thing, if a player had a contract dispute with a team and saying, "Hey, I deserve more money when I do worse," you cut you cut me, or we we, we you know, things happen along those regards, um, and it, it, and it's and it's just accepted. I, I do agree, it's a skewed situation that that sucks for a lot of players. What's your read out on Gilmore though? Now now see, I was about to go with Gilmore. Gilmore's a little bit older. I think he's owed about seven million dollars. And the Patriots have talked about him the last couple seasons as potentially a guy they that have. they were going to trade anyway. Mm-hmm. I actually thought he was going to get traded before or during the draft, and he didn't. So I can kind of see him on the outside looking in. Plus, by the way, you play for the Patriots. The Patriots don't give a rat's ass what you do. The Patriots don't care who you are. At one point, they'll say, hey, man, I'd rather get rid of this guy a year early than wait for him a year late. So – I don't think it's going to work out for Gilmore because the Patriots are the Patriots. I do think at some point it's going to work out for, uh, for Xavier Howard. Yeah. I think Xavier Howard's he's on, he's on the, he's on the rise. He's in his prime uh, Gilmore. I mean, he still has, I think more great years left in him, but the Patriots know how to know, know, know how to slow things down and uh, get what they want out of a player though. This is a new era of Patriots. Um, and, and that might be the other thing is that he's like, look, I, I'm used to being on a winner. I'd like to be on a winner moving forward, and I'd like to get my money. So those are two interesting situations we will continue to monitor here. The last thing we do in these news and notes before we dip into our next segment, the EA Sports released the new cover of Madden. And Q, for the first time since Madden 2010, there are two players at the same time gracing the cover. Of course, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, um, the last time they did this was Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald, ironically yeah. also because of a Super Bowl matchup. Um, what, what was your readout on this happening? And is there a Madden curse? You know, I used to believe in the Madden curse, but then I stopped playing Madden. You know what I mean? I like, <laughs> I, 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 I had it every single year. When was the last Madden you had? 
the last Madden I had was Richard Sherman was on the cover. So that's 15. So, oh, see, so you know the year. So that's been a minute. You know what I mean? So I, I faithfully always went and grabbed Madden every year right before it came or right when it came out because that, that always lets you know the season was about to start. Yep. So that would always, you know, be what I went to get. But I just, as I got older and, and got a little bit more busy, I just haven't had time to play it. So Richard Sherman on the cover was the last one I got. And up until a certain point, the Madden curse, I believe, was real. But I think that Patrick Mahomes, he was able to break it when he was on it earlier, uh, you know, a, a couple years back. And I think that it's I think that it's not really that big of a deal anymore. But Mahomes and, and Brady on the cover, that's pretty cool. That gives you the the old school generation goat and the new school generation goat. I'm not mad at that at all. I thought it was a good decision. I saw a lot of people that said he's not on Mahomes ain't on Brady's uh, level, which, okay, he's not because he doesn't have seven rings. So who is? So who is? is a damn good quarterback. Right. Like if if there's anyone who I could say is on Brady's level, it's Patrick Mahomes. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, and it, like you mentioned, man, they were a Super Bowl matchup, uh, and, and that Super Bowl was was fantastic, even though uh, the Chiefs didn't have the firepower that we all expected them to do because Tampa Bay had that great defense. But just seeing the old school and the new school battling it out in the Super Bowl, I thought was pretty great in uh, in, in 2021 or, or the, you know, the 2020 season uh, in 2021. But still, it was it was a lot of fun. So I, I do think that that's a good cover, and I don't really see who else you'd put on it and say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No, I, I'm, I'm right with you there. Uh, particularly because I do believe in in the Madden curse. I do think that it uh, it has strange powers. Now, it, it, and it goes dormant some years. There's some I'm years. It's, say, what's, the, what's the last time the curse kicked in? All right, all right, all right. Let's 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 go through the history. Yeah, go on, we... do it, man. Go on, go on, get your little knives. Go on, get your little fruit, and go through the Madden curse. All right, all right. So here here we go. Here we go. Madden 2001 first cover with a player on it because uh, it used to just be John Madden, Eddie George, Eddie George, decent season. But fell off after that. That was like his last. All the way back to 2001. Yes. Lord Jesus, it's 2021. We're working on. We're working our way up. <laughs> we're working our way because this is what started it. Eddie George and they were like, man, he fell off. Then what really kicked it off was Dante Culpepper in, in, in Madden 2002. Okay. Got hurt in the preseason. Right. That and like he he was never the same after that. Got gotcha. you. Madden 2003. Marshall Falk at the at the time looked like he broke the Madden curse, but. He also fell off after this, was never the same, and he basically retired. It was a Hall of Fame back. Didn't have a bad year this year, but but like you know, but after this, he was basically done. Then what really kicked off the Madden curse and everyone believing in it was Michael Vick. Because in the yes. first preseason game, yes. he tore his ACL or something, and he was out. He was 2000, Madden 2004, also one of the greatest Madden games of all time. Uh, when, when because everyone when they play with Michael Vick, you had to go QB spy and you had to you had to run man coverage and hope that you could contain him because uh, it was ridiculous. You sound like a guy that had your own controller. Did you carry your own controller to a friend's house? No, just to school whenever we did uh, our tournaments. Yeah, uh, see, I, I didn't play with people like you, man. You had problems, but I was good. I was I was so good. Listen, I was I was student government president at Chain University. We did a. <laughs> We did a fundraiser for, for the Madden tournament. I was not going to compete because everyone knew I was really good at Madden. And my board was like, no, you're going to compete because we want to see you actually play because we you talk all this trash, you beat us in, in, in games. And so then I played, and then I got to the championship round, and the championship you know prize was $500. And I'm sitting here, if I win $500 and I'm the student government president, there's going to be a problem. So I talked to my man, Kyle, who made the, who made the championship. I was like, look, Kyle, just, we're going to say you won this game. Take the money. We're just we're just gonna leave it at that. Because so I you now, threw the game. You I threw, threw the game. Yes, 
I threw the game. I couldn't. What, what, what was I going to do? Sit with $500 and be like, oh, yeah, Chris just made a Madden tournament and just pocketed all the money. Like, that's, that's not a good way to – that's not a good president right there. <laughs> Anybody that ever claims a nation would never throw a game. <laughs> That throws you out of the running right there. Don't ever bring up the word nation in your vocabulary again because you threw a game. Nobody in any kind of a nation, especially Raider Nation, get out of here. Throw a game. Shame on you. Look, man, I know that you lost the argument, but you can stop bringing that up again. It's not not, just every time you bring it up again, it gets worse. You threw a game. I threw a game. I threw a game. But. I have since played several times and Madden crushed many of people uh, in, in different leagues and contests. But continuing here, Madden 05, Ray Lewis <laughs> broke broke the curse. Uh, McNabb in 06, believe he got hurt that year, and then they put in like several backup quarterbacks that shouldn't have been there. That was a weird year for him. Madden 07, Sean Alexander gets an injury, never, ne- never recovers, he's done. Curse continues. Vince Young, he got drafted Ain't to no the more. Titans, man. Say no more. He's at Applebee's somewhere taking a shot. Shush. Um, Brett Favre. I mean, who cares? It's Brett Favre. I mean, hey, look, he hit up um, homegirl in, in New York. <laughs> but, but see, that's what the curse was. People said you you went to the Jets. That right. was your Madden curse, right? Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Jane Sturger, that was very, uh, very bad for Brett Favre, um, and very bad for her uh, horrible situation. Um, Madden 2010. Troy Pomalo gets injured after this. Trust me, every Pittsburgher knew. Uh, when when that when that happened, ever everyone's still mad about that because that was the one year that the Steelers weren't the number one defense in the span of like five seasons, and it was when he was out. Madden eleven, Drew Brees. Uh, this was after they won the Super Bowl, um, and I think they had like a eh year, so people considered that a continuation of the curse. But the most the biggest question mark in all Madden covers is Peyton Hillis and Madden twelve. Nobody knows why Peyton Hillis got on the cover other than he would had one happy season and then he disappeared. No one cared. They said they had to motivate him to get out the locker room. Just trash. Horrible. He played in Cleveland. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, there, there you go. Right. That, that's all you need to know. Trash. Horrible. Then Madden 13, Calvin Johnson did breaks the curse. Uh, he had a, he had a great season that year. Um, Madden 15, Adrian Peterson and Barry, Barry Sanders. I mean, that's a cheat. You know, he's, he's retired. You can't really use him. Adrian Peterson was like the PS4 cover that year. Cause that was the transition to the new consoles. And I think he got hurt too that year. So that continued it. Richard Sherman got hurt in the playoffs in, in, in there. And that was the continuation of it. And they lost to the, to, they lost the game. Everyone considered the way the Seahawks lost to the Patriots by not handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. They oh, consider, that was the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl. That was that year. So okay. that's what everyone considers his Madden curse. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. also didn't have the best year that year in, in the when he was on the cover for Madden 16. Madden 7. Now, here's the thing. I think Gronkowski, the Patriots won it in 17 with Gronkowski. So he broke it. Brady had a great year when he was Madden 18, but he lost to Nick Foles. People said that's his Madden curse. I don't know. That one, that one's a bit of a stretch for me. Now you're right. The last two years, Lamar Jackson really didn't get cursed this last year. He played great. Um, Patrick Mahomes was Super Bowl champion when he won. So he broke it. But to me, the ultimate most recent one is AB. Now AB had a decent year statistically when he was on the cover of Madden 19. But the thing is, is that that was the year he went crazy. That was the year that, like, he supposedly got into a fight with Ben Roethlisberger, didn't show up for the last game, uh, you know, went nuts, went into free agency. And then it was after that that he had all the things going on with his baby mama 
and then he was and then he got frostbite on his feet and to me that was the ultimate sign that madden curse is real because you know what the name of the engine that runs madden is ea sports frostbite it's the frostbite engine okay and he got frostbite on his feet who gets frostbite on their feet by the way i don't even know from from, from traded a b that was that was like the last issue of the Madden curse. Will it impact Brady and Mahomes? EA Sports stacked themselves. They said, listen, this can't happen to these guys. So we'll see if it continues. That was an extended news and notes version because we went over all the Madden covers. Um, but I still can't believe you threw the game. That's I'm still I'm still on the fact that you threw the game. I had to throw the game, man. I wasn't going to take five hundred dollars of student money because I had set up a tournament that I knew I would win. That's just unethical. See, that's the difference. I cover the Steelers. They believe in ethics. You cover the Raiders. You believe in cheating. Just if you're not win, cheating, you're not baby. trying. Just win, baby. That's exactly. That exactly. That's the difference. Yep. 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 Exactly. Just win, baby. And I don't care. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. You ain't cheating. You ain't. That's what I'm saying. Look at it. Look at your, your low integrity over there. In, I don't in, care. In, in, oh, I, I'm sorry. In, 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 where, is it? where is it now? Oakland, Los Angeles. Oh, what, what city? You'll be on the first plane smoking there. You'll be headed there to go see it. You'll be a visitor. Don't you worry. <laughs> Listen, I, I've been to Vegas like four times. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, we got to cut a break before your boss gets mad at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we're going to break. We come back. It's cap or no cap. We're bringing it back right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Locked On podcast network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We're, we're playing cap or no cap, one of our favorite games to play here on the Friday edition. Now, Q, I give you the floor for the first cap or no cap. Hit me with your scenario. Okay, we're going to talk players in segment two. We're going to okay. talk players. We'll talk uh, teams in segment three. Players so and coaches. As far as players or coaches go. Okay. Ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Kellen Moore, okay. currently the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, will be a head coach in 2023. He's going to guide a very high potent offense with the Dallas Cowboys in 2021, and he's going to end up being a head coach in the end of the season during the whole turnover. Somebody's going to reach out and look for that new hotshot young guy and Jerry Jones is going to have to make a decision between Mike McCarthy holding on to him or, you know, uh, or, or getting rid of McCarthy and holding on to Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is a head coach in 2022. It's just not with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I actually, I, I say no cap. 
I can definitely see that happening. The Cowboys got weapons on offense. Dak's back. Zeke's back. Um, you got C.D. Lamb, who's, who's, who's going to be there. You got weapons in, in that offense. Amari Cooper's still there. Um, I, I could totally see them having a couple good years here. And then everyone's saying, hey, Kellen Moore, come on over here. You used to play at Boise State. We love you. Uh, you know, all those type of things. Yeah, I, I actually, no cap at all right there. I think that's a very straightforward take. Uh, very forward thinking of you there, uh, which is unusual for you. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, but no, no, I, I like that. I like that idea because we see this all the time. Every you know, that's just the way of the NFL right now. If an offense succeeds, you take you you take that offensive coordinator and you say he's the next guru. We're making him a head coach unless his name's Eric Bieniemy. Right. Exactly. Well, you're right. I was not capping there. Uh, I do believe Kellen Moore is a head coach uh, in in the next offseason. I think he gets uh he gets that job. I don't know where it's going to be, but uh, if he does really well in Dallas, I can't see Jerry Jones moving on from Mike McCarthy, even though, you know, Kellen Moore would be the younger, the hotter guy. And, and I don't think uh, Jerry Jones wants to get rid of him, but I just think that it just doesn't make sense to say, okay, McCarthy, you're out. Kellen Moore, we're going to promote you to head coach just to hold on to you. So I think he's going to, he's going to fight his own tongue. He's going to fight himself, but he's going to let him walk and he's going to be a head coach somewhere else. All right. All right. All right. Well, I have a coach. I have a coach cap or no cap for you. And this is not an active coach. Well, technically, I guess he's kind of, but anyways, this is like, my question to you is, or my statement to you is Adam Gase will get another head coaching job in the NFL. Man, stop capping. Stop <laughs> capping, man. That dude's the worst. He's the worst. He's Every the worst <laughs> coach ever. He's he was the worst good. coach of all time. He was good in Denver with Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning, I could have coached Peyton Manning. Right, right. I just put me on the sideline holding a clipboard. I just play the offensive coordinator. Like, like at the end of the season, they, I, I, they roll credits, and it's Chris Carter as the offensive coordinator. Right, exactly. <laughs> Adam Gase is terrible. He was terrible in Miami. He was even worse in New York with the Jets. Yeah, you're capping, man. He is not going to be a head coach ever again in the league. He may be an offensive coordinator at some point, but no head coach, no way, no how. Nope, Cute. not going to happen. I, I hate to say it, I'm not capping. I think – I still do not know after the Dolphins how he got a job right away with the Jets. Well, it's the Jets. They, they're, they're the Jets. He wasn't their first option. They wanted Matt Rule, and Matt Rule said, no, thank you. I'll go back to Baylor. He goes back to Baylor, ends up in Carolina. No, that I just, no way, man. You – you know what? Of course you're not capping. That's just like you threw a damn game. You you just come on, man. But it's Adam Gates. They're you gonna give him. Gates. Listen, listen. They're gonna they're gonna try to give this man a job for no reason. He's gonna get a job with the Lions or somebody no, in like three no, years, and no. everyone's gonna be like, oh, maybe he's changed. He's gonna oh. stink. He's gonna fall. And listen, I'm not an Adam Gates guy. I hate Adam Gates. I called him King Poop because there's King Midas where everything you touch turns to gold. He's King Poop. He everything he touched just just falls apart. That's what he is, but someone will give him a chance because this is the NFL, and they the, keep giving chances to the guys. The only that guy that will give Adam Gase a head coaching job is the same guy that would throw a damn game when he knows he should win I, it. Whoa, throw whoa, it. whoa! I ain't, I ain't, I ain't doing that with nobody. First of all, Man. first of all, I live in Pittsburgh where Mike Tomlin coaches. Adam Gase will never grace the halls of the Pittsburgh Steelers as head coach. I can guarantee you that much. That I am not capping on. But I'm telling you, somewhere in the NFL, someone will be stupid. It'll be the Washington football team. It'll be no. some organization. No. You don't think Washington's dumb enough to hire a, a, an Ron Adam Gates? They got Ron Rivera. Okay. Yeah. We'll You're see bad. how long that goes. You're bad. 
You're bad. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm t- I'm just looking at you. I'm looking at you all over the Zoom. You I'm saying wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> Everything you're saying is wrong. Everything you're saying is wrong. I won't even give you. A I award you no points. <laughs> you are R O N G wrong. Oh dang! You're not even I don't want to give you a W because all you're taking is L's. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Someone's gonna be stupid. I don't think they should. Someone's gonna be stupid. Give me your next cap or no cap. All right, Tua Tagovailoa. He will not be the Miami Dolphins quarterback in 2022. After he goes through this year, the Miami Dolphins will decide that he is not their franchise quarterback, and they will hopefully, in their opinion, go out and make a move for Deshaun Watson, who they believe will be cleared of all his legal issues, and go and get a a, a different quarterback and move on from uh, Tua. They don't believe in him. They think that he can't get it done. Uh, It was just a bust of a pick. Tua will not be the quarterback of the Dolphins in 2022. I'm saying you're capping because here's the thing. Everyone's hyped off of the reports that came out of minicamp that he threw five interceptions in the same practice. Let me tell y'all something. Everybody throws interceptions in these minicamp practices. It don't mean squad. If you put too much investment into that, you got problems. Like Trevor Lawrence in his first minicamp, like threw like two pick sixes and, and everyone's like, Oh, it's Trevor. did they make, did they make the wrong decision? It's like, guys, it's minicamp. It literally means nothing. You know, it, it's just, this, this is what they do. I, I do think Brian Flores gives Tua more time um, to work within the offense. They want to have some stability. Uh, if if Miami stinks this year and they're in a position to draft a quarterback next year, maybe. But I don't think they'll stink. I think they'll be good enough this year with the talent that they have around Tua that they'll feel comfortable working with him for the future. So I say you're capping. I am not capping. I think Tua is not long for Miami. I, I really don't. And it's not because of the five interceptions he threw in practice. I just think uh, going back to his rookie year, he only played in nine games. Don't get me wrong, but he came out, said he didn't know the playbook, um, you know, and then they had to have a relief pitcher for him. And look, he doesn't play baseball, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was a relief pitcher for him in 2020. Anytime he stunk up the joint, all of a sudden Ryan Fitzpatrick would come in and clean up the job. Now he doesn't have that safety net there. I think that he plays out this season. It doesn't go very well. And I'm a guy who likes Tua. I like players from Alabama. I just don't think that he has it altogether I think that he may have the physical tools to play the game don't know if he has the mental tools to play the NFL game so I don't think that uh that Tua is going to be around in 2022 and look there's a reason why they were looking into Deshaun Watson before they even before he had his legal issues they were looking into making a move for him they already had doubt of Tua after nine games being played so yeah unfortunately I think Tua is not long for the Miami Dolphins interesting okay I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just, I, I, I think they do too well enough as a team this year that they that they abandon him as the quarterback. But stranger things have happened, um, so we we will definitely be keeping an eye an eye out for that there. But an interesting theory by you there, um, when it comes to, when it comes to to attack of Ilo. All right, my last. Well, I'll do a player cap cap or no cap. Now we were talking about corners, right? I feel, I feel like that there's, you know, we, we talked about Xavier Howard, how he led the NFL in, in interceptions. And you talked about how you mentioned how when you become that corner, that, that dude at cornerback, people should stop throwing to you. Right. Yep. And people haven't seemed to do that for Xavier Howard yet. I feel like this year you're going to see a resurgence 
of a Jalen Ramsey in the interception count, because I think that what the Rams got going on in their defense with the pass rush, they're going to be bringing. I think the offense is going to be a little bit more coordinated with Matt Stafford leading the way. I think teams are going to get a little bit more desperate. And when you get more desperate, that's when those better guys in the secondary start making plays. I'm still going to say Jalen Ramsey research, research, has a resurgence in his interception numbers. Not that he's fallen off in his type of play. But when you look at last year's interception numbers, it was Xavier Howard, J.C. Jackson, Tyron Matthew, Justin Simmons, Harrison Smith, Minka Fitzpatrick, Malcolm Butler, all these other guys. But you're like, wait, so where's where, uh, where's Jalen Ramsey? I think this is a year that he he rises back to the top because of the situation the Rams are in. Uh, I think you're capping. I really do. And, and not because of anything that you said is false. I just think that they're not going to throw at Jalen Ramsey. I think he's that stinking good. Uh, he's, he's so damn good. He's one of the best corners in the league. Again, I don't understand why they throw at Xavier Howard. Yeah. All he does is create turnovers. Yeah. I think for some reason they look at Jalen and say, we're not throwing that way. And if we do, we're not going to allow him to intercept the ball. So I think that, uh, I think you're capping. I think he might have one interception in 2021, maybe two, if he's having a good year, but I don't think he has enough balls thrown his way to have a big year like Xavier Howard. Honestly, uh, to, to double down, I think Xavier Howard leads the league in interceptions again in 2021. That's how I feel. I think he'll have, you know, seven to 10 interceptions again, because for some dumb reason, teams are going to keep challenging him, regardless if he's on Miami or if he's somewhere else. I think Xavier Howard leads the league in uh, interceptions in 2021. No, you're right. I am capping. I don't, I, I, I just think that if I'm going into a game I, and even like I said, even if all the other things are clicking for the Rams as a coordinator, I'm, I, everything that we're doing is to throw it away from that guy. We don't want it. We don't, we want no parts of him in the secondary. So you are right. I am capping about, uh, about, uh, um, what's his face? Jalen Ramsey. There we go. Uh, we're going to move on here. We're going to do a team version of capper or capper. No cap. We'll do that right after this, but first we're going to talk to our friends at built bar. You need a snack. That's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where built bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We're finishing our cap or no cap rounds here on Friday, where we give a statement. Our partner has to guess if we're capping or not capping, means tell, uh, lying or telling the truth. And then we have to, uh, then, then we reveal whether we were indeed telling the truth or not. All right, Q, we did individual players and coaches. Give me a team cap or no cap situation for me to judge. All right, here we go. I talked about Deshaun Watson in the last segment. How about this? The Houston Texans will have the number one overall pick in the 2022 draft. They will be so bad this year. They will be the worst team in the league, and they will pick first 
in 2022 no cap they are in shambles they are this is this is an embarrassed organization the one thing that held him up last year was Deshaun Watson and it don't even look like he's going to play this year no cap I'm not even wasting time on this you sir that is just uh that that, that is the first truthful thing you've said today <laughs> you are 100 correct there's no bs in that statement <laughs> they you might go 0 and 17 they will be the number one pick in the draft, in my opinion. You're absolutely right. Yes, I am definitely not capping there. Yeah, that's that's going to be a shame. And, man, that's a fall for grace, ain't it? I mean, the Texans looked like they had it. They looked like they was figuring it out just a couple years ago. Yep. And then they just fell apart. I mean, again, when J.J. Watt, Captain America, I mean, he's the, he's the Captain America of the NFL of the past decade. Like, he's the face of the league. He's the nice guy. He's the pretty boy that will beat you up. And when he turns on you and says, nah, you messed up. And then you got Deshaun Watson, who's basically supposed to be Falcon, uh, and he's just like, I'm yeah, I'm still out of here. And then you got him going through all these situations right now. We still got to figure out what will be the results there in court. I'm sorry. There's too much stuff over that organization. They're going 0-17. I don't know if they're going to go 0-17, but they're going to be picked number one overall for sure. Yeah, I mean, right. every once in a while, you know, I mean, a clock, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they got an opportunity to win, but they ain't going to win much. I'm right with you there. All right. My first team cap or no cap. The Indianapolis Colts are the dark horse of the NFL. Ooh, that's that's you're saying that Carson Wentz is going to have a bounce back year and show the league that he's not broken and that he's the guy and him being with Frank Reich and that really good offensive line, really mm-hmm. strong defense, nice run game and a uh, good wide receivers on the outside can really get it done and he's going to stay healthy. And oh, by the way, he could run the rock as well. Wow. Well, after I say all that and roll it all out there, yeah, man, you're uh, you're not capping, man. I think the Colts do have an opportunity to be uh, one of the better teams in the NFL and, and really a dark horse, someone that uh, probably a team that nobody's talking about, or if they are talking about them, they're not talking about them enough. So, yeah, I, I say you're not capping. That, you're exactly right. I'm not. I, I just I look at the Colts. Uh, <laughs> I, I look at the Colts. I really like Jonathan Taylor. You can't do you can't do nothing but love Quentin Nelson in that offensive line. Yep. Carson Wentz getting a chance to rebuild with those two factors on top of the receivers. You're getting Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you, you're getting that kind of help. And then, like you said, that defense, they got weapons over there. Darius Leonard is a bad man yep. in the middle of the defense that to, to build around. This team is going to be hungry. They were they get if I believe it was the Bills that they gave a really good run for their money in the first yep. round of the playoffs this year. And now you get a Carson Wentz who, if he can do what I think he will do, and and not be he won't be MVP caliber, but he will have a solid bounce back year where he'll be useful. He'll feel he'll feel validated in that offense. And you'll see them have a much better season. That's why I'm saying, I'm not saying they'll win the Super Bowl, but they will be the dark horse that'll come out of nowhere. And everyone's going to be like, oh, snap, where did the Colts come from? We were talking about the Titans in the AFC South. And all of a sudden, these guys are being some upstarts. Yeah, no, I, I like I like the Colts a lot. I, I like their opportunity. Uh, I don't want to talk too bad about the Titans because last week I said something about the Titans and I had people hit me on Twitter oh, that were calling me all kind of names. They were angry at our show about me talking about the Titans. Or Whoa! The- Oh, it was bad. It was bad, but it's okay. I'm okay with that. It was funny, but yeah, I was, I was called all kinds of names because, because I, I didn't believe in the Titans as the best offensive trio. So I mean, neither did said, I, but okay. Yeah, I know, but it's okay. I'll take that one. It's all good. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. I do think that Carson Wentz 
is not an old dude like Philip Rivers was a year ago. And Philip Rivers, his arm strength was starting to diminish a little bit. Carson Wentz is still young enough where he's able to stretch the field. I think that alone will be the difference because, again, everything is the same. Offensive line, run game, defense, head coach, all that's solid. Just got to have a guy with a little bit more arm strength and a guy that if he needs to do something with his legs, he can do something with his legs. So I think I think the Colts have a good opportunity, man. I, I honestly believe that they win the AFC South. I really do. I think they have a really good shot. All right, Q, your last team, cap or no cap? All right, here we go. Going to the AFC West, the Denver Broncos. They have Drew Locke there as a quarterback. They have Teddy Bridgewater there as a quarterback. They have potentially other there as the quarterback. I'll just leave other because I'm not going to talk about a player that's currently on another team because, well, that would be tampering. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to tamper with another player. What I will say is that Drew Locke will be the week one starter for the Denver Broncos. It won't be Teddy Bridgewater, who they just traded for, and it won't be other. It'll be Drew Locke, who was their starter last year, cap or no cap. See, I think you're capping, but I also think that that's very much there's there's truth in that. I, I think Drew Locke and his his loving of young Jeezy will uh, he'll find a way to to hang on to the spot because he's still a young quarterback, and the Broncos they want to find they want to be able to make that young quarterback situation happen in, 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 on their roster. It just hasn't. I think out of desperation they actually will. So I, I'm going to go with what I actually believe will happen. I'll say no cap. Drew Locke will at least start week one and then something will happen. And then by like week six or whatever, he'll, he'll be, things will have, have hit a, hit a wall and the Broncos will be in competition with the Texans for first overall pick. All right. So there you go. So, so you don't believe that they're going to go out and make a move for other. And not, I'll tell you right now, at, at least not by week one. I think something, I think it, 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 it might happen. Like when, when things come to a head in, in okay. green Bay. Well, I'll tell you right now, I was not capping. Um, I do think Drew Locke's going to start. And one, I don't believe ah. that Teddy Bridgewater is that good. I just don't. No, I mean, I'm, I'm right with you. T- Teddy's, Teddy has done a good job staying in the NFL and, and using his skills to be to, – to, to, and, and also his bounce back from his injury that was supposed right, to end right. his career. Yeah. He deserves all the credit for that. But does that mean that we have to say that he's, you know, uh, worthy of starting on a – no, no. No. sorry not 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 up in here so you were right you were you were correct sir all right all right all right my final cap or no cap for you q now i'm going to hit you with this one because this is a big fan base i'm gonna put you on the spot because you went at you said the titans fans went after you yes well based on your response to this question you may have a whole new fan base coming after you so be it cap or no cap the Cowboys will figure it out and win a Super Bowl while Dak Prescott is their starter. Oh, man. Well, you know, that's a tough one. I think they got the firepower offensively. I know Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, I know it's a good story because it's America's team. I put that in air quotes. There you go. Um. I don't think that the Cowboys win a Super Bowl as long as Jerry Jones is part of the team. Mm. I, I've, I've, I've said this many times. I said that the Raiders and the Cowboys are so similar. They are ran similarly. Now, the Cowboys obviously have more assets. They're more valuable. Jerry Jones has made them more 
you know, more of a, a of a, just a dominant force as far as selling par, uh, memorabilia and stuff like that. I mean, you know, he, he just the team is worth more. Obviously, they sell more tickets. They sell everything. They, they make more money. I just don't think that as long as Jerry's in charge, I don't think that they win a Super Bowl. So I don't see Jerry Jones not being in, in control while Dak's a quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you're capping. They don't win a Super Bowl no time soon. <laughs> so the Cowboy Nation, because I'm sure they call themselves There's that. no such thing. No, they call <laughs> themselves America's team. There's no such thing as that. You're right. You're right. They call themselves America's team. That's what they do. So America's team, that fan base will be coming for you, Q, because no, they you... know I'm right. They know I'm right. That's the thing. Hell, I work <laughs> in Texas, and I say it all the time. They know I'm right. But see, here's the thing, Q. They're going to be coming for both of us because I definitely was capping. They're out winning the Super Bowl while Dak is there. And, and, and what's funny was you – this is how well we know each other. You picked you picked out the reason why they want women's cap. Because my thing is, it's not even about Dak. Jerry puts his hands in too many things with the Cowboys. He's too much of a meddler. They had to stop him from drafting Johnny Manziel. He was about to draft Johnny Manziel. The, until yeah. he is until they, they, he is removed from power or at least re- moved back to just hey you're the owner you're the observer you know you you, you do like 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 the like the Roonies the Roonies don't hire right. hire every you know make every draft pick but they at the end of the year they assess things they tell you know Tomlin in the front office hey this is what we want you to do for the Steelers and if they do it all right you stick around if don't then we review you at the end of the year right but, Jerry Jones wants to be in control of everything and he's a control freak and he wants to, he wants to dip his hands too much. He, he micromanages that will kill the Cowboys until that changes. And I'm sorry, Dak. I do think Dak is a talented quarterback and I think that he has a future in the NFL that will be fruitful. But as long as Jerry Jones is there, he ain't going to win with the Cowboys. You know, and the thing about it is Steven Jones has taken over a lot of the day-to-day kind of operations. He's done a really good job with that. Sure. But, in my opinion, Jerry's more interested in just making money, selling jerseys. And if you look at the roster, there's a lot of guys that are getting paid a lot of money that aren't living up to their end of the bargain. Once they get paid, they don't do their job. Talking about Zeke Elliott, talking about Tank Lawrence, Mm. talking about Jalen Smith. I Mm. mean, there's a lot of guys that have gotten paid that don't, you know, they, they really don't do anything afterwards. So until that organization stops being ran like a country club and ran more like an NFL team, they're not going to win a, a Super Bowl. It's just not back in the day like it was, and uh, they can't do that. They've got to have better uh, structure in the organization. It starts at the top, so that's why until Jerry goes, they don't win a Super Bowl. I, I, I'm, I'm right with you, and I do think that's that's a part of the problem is they, they – but you're right. They, they go to sell jerseys. You know, someone brought up to me last year how – you know, like, oh, well, they signed Gerald McCoy. They signed Alden Smith. They signed all these big-name free agent guys who were kind of past their prime – and they saw they got people excited, but then like only one of them stuck around because it was I think there were like two more guys that, that were in that department. And now Alden Smith is is he's even gone as well. So like there's there's too many problems that the Cowboys have. And until Jerry Jones backs off and lets someone else kind of right the ship and establish a new culture there, it's gonna stay the same. Yep, exactly. So yeah, no cap there. No, or, or you were capping. Yeah, you I were was capping. capping originally, but with my last statement, I was not capping. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no no Super Bowl for the Cowboys, so Cowboy fans are upset. But yeah. they ain't upset at me because they know I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm speaking the truth, too. But they probably going to come for both of, both of our uh, skins. They don't like you, though. 
Well, I mean, I guess they shouldn't. The Steelers have beaten the Cowboys like two times in the Super Bowl, so I, I, totally, I totally understand that. There's that whole. There, they don't that, like you because you threw a game. That's that's what it is. They don't like me because I threw a game. That's exactly what it is. In a, in a Madden game at Chain University in 2011. Yes, a game. Yeah, we're salt. Ten years ago. Man. You know what they say? Even uh, e- even salt can look like sugar at times. It's still salt. I don't even know what the hell that applies right now. I don't either. I, just, <laughs> I know I know people say it, so I'm rolling with it. Man, I'm like, what is? I'm, I was trying to think. Like, wait, that does, that doesn't mean anything. Right now. What what is cusin? Sir, you're capping. That's it. That's it. We're done. Oh no, We're- I'm not capping. Salt can look like sugar. That means, but what? How does? Okay, we're done. We're done. I don't know we have, what that means. I just it know is, it sounds good. It is Friday. I need I need to hit my happy hour because who knows I'm an alcoholic. I'm gonna go do that thing. But everyone, we hope that you've enjoyed the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, Q, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Uh, at your boy Q254 on Twitter, you can find everything I do. I put it out on the daily, always up on Twitter early every single morning. So, yeah, definitely check me out. Locked on Raiders, locked on bets, locked on NFL. And of course, I'm on the radio like all day long. So, yeah, check me out at your boy Q254. What about you? I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. I got Twitter verified this week. I'm official now, man. Look at my you're a Twitter. Or no, you're not a cheater. You 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 threw a game. I throw games. They're gonna loot, game, remove like my the check because I threw a game of bad. Yeah, you're like the Patriots, ago. and you're and you're you're now you're in. <laughs> um, the Patriots they never threw games. They just cheated to win them. That's I guess true. I'm the Chicago Black Sox. There you uh, go. From yep, eight men out. Uh, but anyways, I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com where I'm covering. I'm an NFL analyst for them. I cover the Pittsburgh Steelers with all the mini camp news that they've had. I cover uh, Pitt University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball programs. Um, and you can listen to my show, The Locked On Steelers, as well, anywhere podcasts are hosted, just like you can listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. And hey, help us out. Leave us five-star reviews with positive comments. Those really help out all of our shows, whether it's Locked On NFL, Locked On Raiders, or Locked On Steelers. It helps out the entire Locked On Network. Thanks so much for listening. Be back in your ears Monday with more right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast.